in today's episode, we debut a new segment for October only, involving scary stories. Ooh. And Ryan talks about diving places. Yep. And much more (laughs) in today's episode (laughs) of the Wanderers Podcast. So, I'll let you take the floor, Matthew. Today we got, since we have scary what do you mean uh, well, I'll just talk about it when you get to it but today is a shortened version of the news block this weekend or this Sunday <clears throat> signing off with football this weekend or this Sunday we have the most anticipated game of the season so far it's Tom Brady's return to Foxborough as he takes on the, the Patriots while being on the Buccaneers it's his first time since for the first time since Pat Patrick Mahomes was the court the quarterback, they are for the Chiefs. They are last in the division. <clears throat> NFL. This one made my day. Honestly, I was like yes. This next story right here, the NFL announces the Super Bowl Fifty Six halftime show, and those who are, will be performing during it, and it includes a star-studded list. It will feature Dr. Dre. Nice. Snoop Dogg, nice. Eminem, Mary J. Bleach, and Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Star-studded. Can't wait. It's gonna be fire. Uh, or it's the it's gonna kids. be dope. Uh, it's gonna be shame. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna move on to movies. And first we got Venom 2 releases later tonight. Nice. What time later tonight? It probably already released right now. Honestly, oh, okay. As we were recording this. Oh, next we got No Time to Die opens to positive review, saying it is a good farewell to Daniel Craig's 007. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot that came out. To... I should know it it's comes good. out next week. Yeah. But I want to I wanna watch it. Gaming news. We move on to gaming news. PlayStation acquires Blood, Blood Point Games. It's a gaming studio. Um, God of War 2018 receives or wins IGN's best video game of all time poll. It, out, it beat out GTA 5 for the number one spot. Nice. Voted by fans. Uh, Battlefield 2042 on PlayStation will not need PlayStation Plus, while Xbox needs paid membership. Oh. Meaning for PlayStation, it's free to play, but for Xbox, you know, you need the membership. Dang, that sucks. Rip. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Man 2 game director teases this game will be more darker than the first. He he compared it to Star Wars and how Star Wars, the first one was kind of, you know, kiddish. Yeah. And then, I mean, the original trilogy, A New Hope, and then how it got darker in Empire Strikes Back. Yep. That's how it's going to be. I was like, oh. Uh, we move on to music. Uh, Eminem releases new single for Spider Spider Venom 2. And that's all I have for the news block. Now I give the floor back to Ryan Gilbert. Thanks, buddy. Folks, well, I'm going I'm to try my best to keep this short. Try. No guarantees here. It better be. Uh, but <laughs> in the background. my main topic is blue holes well what are they well blue holes today are a deep diving experience to where it was once a cave like a dry cave but then the 
but then it got submerged and the roof of the cave whoosh, collapsed in and it left a real like a like a really deep um cavern that you can dive into and go into the ca little cave systems i don't know why but well but one in particular of these blue holes because there's a lot of them mm -hmm. one is in dahab yeah dahab egypt and it's claimed the most lives, hundreds of lives out of all the blue holes. Jeez. Because it's in the Red Sea. And and there's a saying that if you can see it in the Red Sea, you can swim to it. But the Red Sea's so clear that you could see for 100 meters away. So you, you couldn't possibly swim to it. I see, I see. Mm -hmm. And the reason why it's so dangerous is because there's an arch underneath after... 60 or 40 meters, no, 40 meters is where, um, reg like, regular, um, like, recreational divers, like, you, like just you and a friend, that's yeah, how far yeah. you can go, but at 60 meters, no, 50, there's a little arch way off in the distance, and it, and it looks like, oh, it's just two, um, it's, like, looks like it's a two-minute, um, swim there, I can make it, but in fact, it's, really um long it looks like um 10 meters but it's really 30 Jeez. so from here to it looks like from here to the restroom yeah um literally right there but in fact it's from here to the water fountain that where you get the yeah, yeah. thing Jeez. that's how far it is hmm. and it's because of that that people that cocky people think oh i can make it i can make it and they swim there and they look down at their um how much oxygen they have mm -hmm. and it's not enough to go back up yeah so and then when they try to come back up because they need the oxygen because mm -hmm. they also have a buoyancy like a, yeah, yeah, yeah the way i interpreted it was like a buoyancy suit that helped them keep them um floating but since they don't have enough oxygen for it they start to sink and when and also there's this thing called um, nitrogen narcosis mm -hmm. to where every like it, when we breathe now so there's oxygen in the air but as the deeper you go there's more oxygen you start to breathe in and it gets um, absorbed in your blood it's all the same but it all stays normal when you're under the same pressure so we're at one pressure right here mm -hmm. normal just one but the deeper you go and the more oxygen you inhale there's more nitrogen in your blood that stays in CO2. Yep, and CO2 that stays normal, but the more, but once that pressure starts to, um, like once you start to um, lose some of that pressure, it'll form little bubbles in your blood, and that can um, affect um, your brain too. So they call it, the diving team call it beginning narked, because <laughs> you're basically high. Yeah. And it affects the way you think because the the documentary I was watching there, so they just had a guy who was um had nitrogen narcosis. He did that to himself, mm -hmm. and they gave him some like those um like those um magnets with those letter magnets that you give to five year olds on yeah, the yeah. thing, and he's they gave him a bowl of it and he said spell underwater, and you could took him I forgot how many minutes like five minutes just to pick out the letters and put it all together mm -hmm. normally if you're normal be like oh okay there's like one or two. Oh yeah and also another one and also after 60 meters 
they said you can even face oxygen toxicity for even oxygen but if you breathe too much oxygen it becomes toxic and they even described how the pressure works down there too because they brought down a regular water bottle just like a plastic one emptied it out or drank it all and then just closed it back up with normal um at one pressure and they brought it back down uh, they died down there and you could see as the water bottle starts to squeeze more and more and he said and at 40 meters the water pressure is six times that on the surface so if you need to fill your lungs full up again you have to use six times the amount of air in order to um you in order to um breathe properly so your air gets out um gets used up faster too and they talked about and they had a couple of special deep sea divers and they had to use dim, like some different stuff like a rebreather so where they had these two air canisters and they couldn't even breathe um, normal air they had to breathe like a mixture of air mixed with helium because I guess helium helps out um, helps fight off the effects of nitrogen narcosis and oxygen toxicity so they had to breathe that and the CO2 that they breathed out it went through a regulator that fizzled out the um, the CO2 so they could breathe um, clean air again it's pretty interesting stuff and when they and they went deeper down to like the bottom of the blue hole and it, it was sad because they had a bunch of like weight belts and like um, diving equipment mm -hmm. that was cut off and you could just see all of it just littered on the bottom and that that was just sad and the weird thing was all the people that died right there were all guys there was only one there was only one lady who died and they and they figured out why it was so dangerous because people were thinking oh i can um go down to the arch and come back up with enough air when you can't you just really can't because of um if you do like just like a standard um diving equipment like just one tank and re breathing regular air you won't you won't make it and there was a video of a guy named Yuri Lipsky that they said to where um, they got one of the divers who does that. His name is the Bone Collector. It's a pretty grim name because of the amount of um, fatalities that they have there, he has to go down to the way bottom and collect the remains and bodies and bring them back up. And one of them was a guy named Yuri Lipsky. And he said, um, yeah, he he went to me and said can you take me down diving and i told him no no you're not um you're too inexperienced to dive at this place but he didn't listen and he took a small camera with him too and he went down there with another guy but somehow they got separated and he realized um how much oxygen he had with the narc and he also had narcosis too and he chucked his oxygen and it wasn't enough to keep him buoyant and they said that he because he lost his buoyancy he just started to fall down along the side of the thing like a cliff like mm -hmm. and his camera was rolling with him and the and the camera went down there with him too so when that guy went to go get his body and bring back the camera his mom also was there too and she and he said oh this camera's probably um broken because it was it wasn't meant for the depths that i think it was 90 meters mm -hmm. And it was only meant for like 60. And he says, okay, but he turned it on and the whole thing was rolling. 
as he was tumbling down. And um, they didn't show the footage, which was good, but they did. But they described what was happening. I was like, dang, that's a sad way to die, because they just and um. But yeah, and then after that, they they figured out um more reasons to why it's dangerous. And they even described a little bit of the mythology behind it, where there was a girl who um, killed herself there because she didn't want to be married to someone else. Mm -hmm. So that was um, some of the sad parts of it, but there was uh, at least some good that came out of it because in the way bottom, like in the cave, they put it off some grate so that way people wouldn't, um, so that way people wouldn't um, go into the cave systems, mm -hmm. and also they have police going around. They're like just citizen police to make sure that you do have the experience if you're gonna go down there. But yeah. It's a little bit uh, of the sad history about those blue holes. It's interesting, but it's sad. So, yeah. Hmm. I already knew about the oxygen, because we went over that today in my class. Really? <laughs> I was just like, that's why I was just nodding, like, yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oxygen and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was a bit of the <clears throat> blue hole. There's actually a guy who's a diver in my class, too. Really? Yeah, and he talks about that stuff. Like, mm -hmm. whenever we talk about oxygen and lung capacity and cardiovascular still he always starts talking he's like hey noise so i was like that's what i was like yeah i know a little bit about this mm -hmm. so yeah it's like uh-huh uh-huh yeah interesting, interesting. Mm -hmm. yeah very sad yeah and um his mom has to live with the camera uh, so sad stuff so make sure if you do dive uh take a buddy make sure you have enough air and uh don't be stupid <laughs> i mean which native's gonna go dive there's nah. no large body of water. Just wheat fields and saline. And mini farms lake. <laughs> Go mud diving. Uh, mud diving. But yeah. So, you want to take this into our next segment? Yeah. We should go into down the dirt. No, no, no. I'm popping up. Yep. Um, so, folks, we, we finally did it. After yep. saying, look out, look out. We finally posted it on our Instagram, which you can follow. Yep. At the Wanderers Podcast 6. Yep. On Instagram. No. There was only one comment, which we're used to by now. Yeah. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> it's my older brother. <laughs> <laughs> the topic for this week was, what's the most overhyped scary movie you have seen? You want to do ours first? Uh, let's do your brother's first. Okay, he said, Panel Activity was such a disappoint disappointment after seeing all those marketing and overhyped scariness of the film. Mm -hmm. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Nice. I I'm just going to go since I, I put Paranormal Activity too. Uh-huh. Um, but the thing was, some people who know me are going to say, you were scared when you watched it. Yeah, because I was so a small kid <laughs> when I watched the third one, but... Looking back and I watch it now, I'm like, this is so stupid. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, I'll probably say Insidious too. I've seen Insidious and it's mm -hmm. not as freaky as people think it is. Yeah. It's like, meh. Mm -hmm. What about you? My overhyped movie is As Above, So Below. It was a good, it was an okay movie, but it wasn't what I was expecting. Did you think it was being more scary? Yeah, I was thinking that. I like some of the concepts, 
like um, pull, connecting it to Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. But why the Paris catacombs? I can get. Well, actually, I can see why it's one of the creepiest places in the world. Uh, next to some other places. But yeah. Oh, uh, just like oh, that's a pretty okay movie. So okay. I I couldn't understand like this is it's like this is a good movie you should watch it. It's pretty okay. It's not bad. It's not good either. It's like in the middle. Yeah, it's like straight in the middle. It's like if you just want background noise. It's <laughs> good. I mean, it's like a movie where you can watch, but it's not living up to its name. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like you could watch it, but at the end you go, like, oh okay, that's pretty cool. So yeah. Okay. Okay. So, look out for our next post. Yep. You don't know when <laughs> yep. it's gonna yep. be. Uh, I mean, probably tomorrow, honestly. Yeah, probably. Wonder whenever this thing gets posted. Yep. Um, so shall we move on to our next segment? Yep. Down the dirt road. Yep. So. You want to go first this time? Yeah, I'll go okay. first. <clears throat> My down the dirt road also has to deal with the sea. I'm going a very aquatic theme here. If you catch my drift. <laughs> if you catch my sail. Ugh. Hey, let's not be blowing around here. Anywho, my uh, down the dirt road is that after I is that in order to talk about this topic, I went into a YouTube rabbit hole. My uh, first thing I first watched a uh, Delta P incidents, which are like like um different water pressures. Oh yeah, yeah. So where um there's this much water in this one, and they're trying to equal out. And the the original video that got me into that was a video of a crab mm-hmm. just walking along next to a little pipe that was about the size of a penny, like the opening. And you just see the crab get sucked in, like, um, like, duck, like the whole thing, like its whole shell against that tiny thing. And you could just see as um, the whole shell starts to implode on itself and it whoosh, fully gets sucked in through that tiny opening, too. You can see the crab shell just... And it's gone. Jeez. And um, then it led to a safety video of how to deal with that. Yeah. And some of incidents of people who sadly died from it. And the one thing that they said is, once it's got you, it's got you. Oh, okay. And I forgot the equation that was how much water pressure is going into that. But let's say it's like 10 feet and it's like a 24-inch... um, diameter hole yeah and uh, I think it was 17,000 pounds of water pressure are flowing through that hole when they're trying to equalize pressure really mm-hmm. and I was like oh okay that that's pretty cool and also kind of scary and it just made me respect divers more than I usually do <laughs> and after that I went to the a diving bell survival tour is just a video like um like sh- like you know how diving bells work right mm-hmm. like a reservoir people divers can go in there to get air yeah and I, and there was a survival video on what happens if the lines that connect the bell to the ship are cut mm-hmm. and what they it was pretty interesting what they do is they just like, like they dry off as quick as they can they open up the hatch and they toss all the gear that they don't need out close it back up and they um take and they open these bags are just basically um giant um 
like um, sleeping bags, mm-hmm. and they're insulated to keep them as warm as possible because the one it's not the lack of oxygen that'll kill them; it's hypothermia. Yeah, because it's negative five hundred degrees. No. Negative five, <laughs> negative oh five degrees either Celsius or Fahrenheit at the bottom of the ocean. So it's pretty damn cold. Yeah, and also it has like um, food, water, and they also said if you need to use the restroom, use it now before you get into the bag. They even have like some sanitary stuff, and even like this very weird mask that has lime soda in it. Oh yeah. So when they breathe in it. The carbon dioxide gets mixed out with uh, lime soda, mm-hmm. and it, the CO2 gets expelled as heat, and it warms up the breath that they take in again, so that way it keeps them warm. That's so, cool. Mm-hmm. And, and also, they, and they just sit together like that. They turn off the lights, and they have like a flashlight to keep, um, to keep the light in there, and they just wait for rescue. Hmm. And a sad fact is those sleeping bags also work as body bags. God. I know, but it looks cozy, but I don't want to use one. <laughs> I don't want to be in the situation where yeah, I have yeah. to use it. So, yeah. Then, where did I go from after that? Then, after my diving bell was the Dahab blue hole that I just talked about. Then, I went into deep sea creatures, like some of the weird stuff down there. Mm-hmm. And then, after that, I went to HP Lovecraft monsters. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my YouTube <laughs> rabbit sea. hole. Deep sea monsters. Mm-hmm. Like, just some of the stuff in the Marianas Trench. It's really weird stuff. And giant squid. Of course. Of course. Mm, yeah, that's my down, wandering down the road and just the, the YouTube rabbit hole Dude, I went into. What, two days ago? Yeah, two days ago. <laughs> so, my... It's okay. <laughs> down, the, down the rabbit hole. Down the dirt road was... What is it about? This week's weather. Really? Here in Flagstaff, yeah. It was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Started off Sunday. Yep. How was Sunday? Was it all clear? Yeah, it was clear. Yeah. Clear as the... No, it rained. It rained in the morning. Yep. So nice and lovely. Monday, cloudy. It rained again. Tuesday, which was two days ago, was just cloudy. Cloudy. Wednesday, yesterday, rainy or cloudy. Mm-hmm. Then it rained in the afternoon. Yep. And then yesterday, today, cloudy, rained, and then... It's cold. Yep, it's cold. It's cold. But other than that, I'd rather take this than having the heat. Yep. And <laughs> Sweating every time I get into class. Like, <laughs> every time I took off my bag and there was the, and I sat down here after getting lunch, yeah. it was just moist. It left my chair, my shirt. And I just thought, oh, I can't wait for this to no longer be a problem. And that problem ended Monday. Yeah. It's probably gonna go back to normal tomorrow. Just watch. Yeah. The thing I don't like about the heat is I have like long hair now, mm-hmm. so it's just the top, like the top layer of my hair mm-hmm. that gets sweaty, and not the whole. So then when I get into different classrooms, my hair will then dry on the outside. Uh-huh. So then it makes like a like like kind of like a case, mm-hmm. or like a gel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a case of, of hardened sweat mm-hmm. and it just feels weird when I make my when I brush my fingers through my hair mm-hmm. like oh I really need a haircut yeah so that's my down there road yep cause yeah yeah the weather's it's been pretty good and I hope it continues but yeah. please lay off the cold mother nature Ugh. I need to get my gloves <laughs> it wasn't that bad yeah 
<laughs> for later. For later? You mean when the snow comes? And yeah. It's like 100 feet? Oh. Oh. Just imagine if that happened. God, you have to wear tennis rackets. <laughs> Even though it's Where's snowing. the union at? What? The union? You're above it. Damn. Oh. There's just a... There's just a like ferret a, like hole. A tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> goes to the union. Oh. You're like... Where's where's the history building? It's over that way. <laughs> you just passed it. Here, follow it. me. It. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the past. Should we debut this new segment? Yes. This has been in the works, people. For what, since me? Yeah. I brought this up. It was all me, man. Uh, so yeah, basically. For, yeah, basically. Uh, this well, this was a combination of us both. We'll yeah. just say that. Um, since the summer, and we want to make some stories. And and when I mean stories, you mean scary stories. Spook! It's Spooktober, it's man. Spooktober, spooky season. It's spooky month. So. What do you want to call it? We, we didn't even make up a name for it. I know. We just decided to roll with Story it. Story time. Uh, it's, it's a placeholder. Spooky month. Spooky? No, not spooky month. Okay, what do you want to name it? This is give it a story time. Yeah. Spooky stories. Spooky stories. Well, that's what it is. Yeah. Hmm. We'll just have a placeholder. Just stories. Yeah, we'll just, just stories. Have, yeah. We'll just have a placeholder. So do you, you want to go first? Yeah, mine's is very short. It's shorter than mine. Yep. Let's just put this into perspective, people. How long is yours, Ryan? Uh, less than a page. <laughs> and then look at mine. Seven. Seven pages. God damn it. <laughs> we said stories, people, not short stories, right? Well, Ryan said short stories. Yeah. Mine's a story. I'm just looking up <coughs> Halloween um, background music. Okay. Well, I don't think you should put it with mine because I don't think it's going to feel... Okay, let's do that. <laughs> How, what, what do you think it's going to do? Okay. No, no, no. Keep it playing. That's what I meant. Keep it playing. Okay, I was going to... um Turn it off. No, I was going to go back to my story. Oh, okay, good. Sorry. Okay. I thought you were going to turn it Okay, folks. Okay. Wait, what's it called? I don't have a title. Oh, I know. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I'll, I'll, like, announce you, like, it's for, like, in some jazz thing. Okay. And now coming to the floor with his short story, Ryan Gilbert. Thanks. On one night when the rain poured and the wind rattled the houses, a researcher was at work deciphering strange symbols found on a trumpet. These symbols were not carved by early man, no, no, no. Their origins lie beyond the bounds of space and time to an accursed place where shrill horns scream and vile drums thump to ever keep a dreamer dreaming. As he worked through the night when only the moon and stars could see the work, as he saw figures of strange stance and stature to read scripts and glyphs not of written not written of human hand. He one day found the meaning of these symbols on a day when the moon rose red 
and all the stars but faded out of the night sky. It read the shrill horns of the shrill horns of judgment for now, the dream's end. As he placed his lips to the vile horn, he heard a shrill scream and something not meant for human ears. The door pounded as he continued with his course. The sound traveled through the land and time and space till a place filled with darkness and decay. The shrill horn stopped playing and the vile drum stopped thumping. A dreamer starts to stir till the trumpet song ends as quickly as it started. The horns play and the drums thump till the dreamer dreams and a universe full of wonders and of great beasts left in their lair waiting to come out. That day will come, but don't be scared for the great old ones still sleep, and still sleep beyond time and space till the trumpets sing once again. Hmm. Very short. Nice, um, nice. That was made when I was uh, half asleep, so sorry if it sucked. That's all right. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty good, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. Oh, I am lost for words. Do you want me to keep playing this for you? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Whatever. Uh. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to zoom in on mine. Okay. Because I want it to be bigger. Uh. Uh. <laughs> Where's my mouse? Okay, I'm going to say right now... <clears throat> If I start stumbling, I am sorry because I'm not really good at reading. Mm -hmm. Well, I am. But just reading aloud. Yeah. Sorry, get got ready. I'm sorry, I gotta drink some water. Mm -hmm. Gotta get ready, gotta moisten the lips. <clears throat> and I don't know how long this is gonna take, so if it's 20 minutes, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay, go, go, go. And with Matthews, with this very long story. It's, it's called Echoes. What? Never mind. With this <laughs> story brought to you by Matthew B.K. Here we go for Matthew, folks. For the first time. <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> it is called <clears throat> The Echoes. Let's keep going. Just stop. I know. <laughs> You don't have one that they don't have one that has like a loop. It is a loop. How long is it? Uh, one hour. Okay, okay, we're good. Unless it takes a whole hour. <clears throat> okay, ready? Yep. Here we go. Three, two. It was one week before the semester of my senior year of college, and up to this point, I made it a tradition that two weeks before school, I would go on a one-week camping trip. I could not tell you how many. How many times I have laid under the stars and was speechless at the sheer beauty of the night sky. Or when you, or when I would wake up before the sun has a chance to rise and begin its journey. And see the red mix with orange coming, o coming up and over. You can then feel the, the life the sun has given us. Every year since my freshman year I have, I have been camping in desert type of climates. Since this is my last year of college, hopefully... I decided to pick a forced type of climate this year. When I go out, it's always by myself because of some past incident with a fellow camper did not end, that did not end well. It's not like they died or something that bad, but... Okay, let me explain, since that thought is in your head now. A girl decided to camp with me, and I thought, Okay, cool, at least I'll have, I'll have some company. 
but during the first night she called some friends. I didn't know how she did this. Maybe she used some smoke signal, but that's beyond the point. Her friends came along, and let's just say there was a lot of beer and weed around. Some So in the early mornings of... I went to go find a new spot. Sorry, I try and look for my mouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went to I went to Google Maps to try and find an interesting spot, one where no one really knows about, and I got it. A place in Oregon. I don't remember the name, the mountain name, but that's not important right now. At first, I thought of asking someone to come with me, but I decided to go on my own. I get to the mountain, see a trail map at the start of the trail, so I decide to look and figure out how far I should stay on the trail until I leave and find a camping site. As I stand there, a guy who looks like the park service walks up to me and asks, Hey, are you with the group? Because we are leaving in five minutes and no one will be allowed to go up the trail until we are done. I look unsure at him, with, then reply with, How long are you guys going to be gone? He then looks. He then lets out a sigh and then says, Look kid, we are going to be camping at the site for about a week. And my guess is about seven days or something like that. I smile at him because I can hear the sarcasm in his voice. So I ask him how how many there are with him and he says there are four others not including him. So I decided to join him and the group because why the hell not, right? As we walk to the others, he tells me his name. Then The name is Tom, by the way. I look up and introduce myself to him as well. Oh yeah, my name is Eric. He then starts to talk about some ground rules. Well, Eric, can I trust you to follow whatever I say and to make sure Tom is quiet? and is looking at the mountains around, and then slowly says, Have fun, champ. I meet his glaze and smile and say, Is that it, Captain? He nodded, and we meet up with the other group. We first introduce ourselves to one another. First to go was Elliot, who was from California, followed by Kelly, who was from Oklahoma. Last in the group was Ellie, who was from Arizona. They all seemed to be pretty chill and looked like they all enjoyed nature, and had that look like they respected it too. Oh yeah, and Tom introduced himself. Tom was from somewhere near here and was part of a tribe close to the U.S.-Canadian border. Border. <clears throat> then he started. Then he started the hike. Then we started the hike toward the camping area, the one where we'd call home for the next few days. As we walked through the forest area, we kept seeing deer and so many other wildlife at a distance, of course. I started to talk to Ellie for a while as we walked, and it turned out that we like we both like similar things and were interested in the same movies and music. At this point, I started to think that this trip was not bad after all. As we talked about TV shows and I talked about how Breaking Bad is one of the best TV shows out there, as I was looking at her, (laughs) when behind behind her in the distance, something caught my eye. It wasn't a bear or deer, but it was the outline of a person who was just standing there. I quickly looked back and it was gone. Ellie sees me looking into the forest and asks, Hey Eric, what was that about Walter Way and Jesse? Or did you just see Bigfoot? I can't get over what I think I saw, but I'm, I'm able to respond with, Yeah, I think you should just watch it. A few more hours pass, but I can't stop thinking about what I saw or what it might be. I'm starting to think, I'm starting to believe that some, someone or something might be following us, and I'm afraid to look around, which might confirm my theory. We finally get to the camp. It's a wide open area where the trees around us seem to be very far from us. Picture this. If you drew a circle and put a dot in the middle, that was our camp. But the line that created the circle was where the tree started. 
It was about this time that Tom told us to set up our tents. As I finished putting the stakes into the ground, I looked up into the forest to see the to see the sunrise, uh, to see the sunset. But instead, I saw it again. But this time, I got a better look at it. This man-looking thing stood there at the edge of the forest. It had no face or no distinct features, and for some reason, was snow white all over its body. I saw it just looking at me when Tom yelled for me. I didn't want to lose sight of it again, so I yelled back, "What?" Tom said, kid, remember what I said? You agreed to listen to me, remember? I turned and yelled, Tom, come here, there's something you need to... And before I could finish, I turned back to look at look at it, and it was gone, just like how it appeared. Tom walked over to me and saw that I was looking to the forest when he said, come with me to, the, to get some firewood. I stood there trying to look through the forest to find this creature, but had no luck. I shrugged it off and and thought, you're tired because no one else has seen it yet. I decided to go with Tom, but before we leave, he tells the others to not leave or go into the trees until we until we are back because they could get lost and the sun is going down. As we enter the trees, Tom leads me into the forest and I tried to forget about the thing that is following us. Tom asks, hey kid, are you okay? I'm realizing that I'm shaking with my heart beating so fast that I think I can hear it beating and maybe Tom can too. Or maybe that thing is going to kill us all. No, 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 no. Then Tom touches my shoulder to freak, to which I freak out in, to which I freak out in. What are they? Are they coming on? We have to go back. Tom closes his eyes, then does his best to calm me down. When he finally says, kid, let me, let me guess. You saw them, didn't you? The realization then hits me hard and I can't say, I can't, can't say anything, but what do you mean them? Tom then sits on the rocks, sits on this rock and takes his hat off. And says, Eric, listen, what you saw indeed is real. He paused and continued with, to my, to my people, they are spirits of the past that want people to feel their suffering of what happened to them long ago. We called them echoes. I stood there in a state of being very confused, but also some anger knowing that Tom knew about them this whole time, but instead decided to bring us into this forest still. I shake my head and ask, why didn't you tell us about them? Tom stands up and says, that's the thing. If I told you all about them, then you wouldn't have come with me. I didn't know how to feel and start to think that I have to get out of here. When Tom says, I did this for your own good and that of the world. I still, I'm still trying to figure out what these things might be capable of. Then I hear Tom talking about the echoes. Long ago, my people used to live everywhere in this part of America until the white man came and took it from us. Some of our people were able to return, but those who didn't never made it home and instead made this place home. The restless spirits use use people's memories of certain people to lure them into the forest, meaning they can become disembodied voices of someone close to you or make them sound like they need help. If there is one thing you need to know, is to never look them into the face. Into their face. I ask why. He says because no one knows what they what they will show you. I can't believe I can't believe everything that I'm hearing with every single feature being described my stomach turns because it sounds very unpleasant i slowly i slowly start to talk but why tom why are we here he shakes his head the echoes almost killed my entire tribe until my tribe made a deal with them the deal was that as long as we camped in this section of the forest every year for one week and one of the tribe tribal members did a does a ritual then they won't harm us and to ease you a bit the camp is 
safe. That's where my people were able to make the deal with the Echoes. So they, they don't go near that spot. I look at Tom and ask, is that, why you t is that where you're taking me? Tom looks down and says yes. But the only reason why, the only reason is because you saw them. When someone sees them, they are marked. I don't know how to process this, but I agree to go with Tom. We are walking up to a huge rock that looks different than most. When we get to the top, Tom hands, hands me this bottle that has some liquid in it. He tells me to drink it. I do. After I drink, he says, now you'll be able to see them everywhere. So they can't trick you with their abilities. With a small pause, <clears throat> he says, okay, we are. all we have to do is sit here and close our eyes for seven minutes. I look at him and say, really? Tom shoots this reply back. You know, it's not easy as it sounds because they will be all around us trying to get us to open our eyes and break the ritual. I nod because my smile has been wiped after his comment. We start the ritual and the first minute is nothing but silence. Until I hear the cries of everything from a baby or from a woman to a baby. It didn't start to get to me until I heard the screams of my family members and then right at the 6 minute and 30 second mark I heard Ellie yelling from my house. As I count the seconds down from 6 minutes and 50 seconds, my curiosity gets the best of me and I open my eyes at 6 minutes and 59 seconds. And in that second, I see all of them floating above, changing into different people's faces. And I can see all the faces of those who were crying earlier. When a, bright, when a big bright light starts to float in front of us and explodes, but we don't fall back. We, f we just feel the wind against our face. I close my eyes, hoping they didn't see me look at them. It's over. Tom tap, taps my shoulder and says, That wasn't bad, right? I stand with my eyes closed because I know I broke the ritual. Tom laughs and says, Hey kid, you can open your eyes now. It's over. I open and see the beautiful sunset that is mixed with peach and orange colors. My feeling in that moment was off because I think maybe it's something in that drink that made me see them. And this is the sick prank that Tom does on people who doesn't know. He doesn't know. I asked Tom a question that I didn't want to hear the answer to. Hey Tom, how will we find out that we did the ritual right? Tom looks at me and says, In five days they will be able to enter our camp and we have to and they have the chance to take our bodies. But if we did all that I said, then we don't have to worry. Now now we should go get firewood. It's getting late. I agree with that feeling that you used to get when you were small when you did something bad and you're waiting till your parents parents found out. We get back to camp, we are welcomed with release because according to Elliot, we were gone for a couple hours. The next few days came and went. Somehow I was able to forget about this whole ordeal because of all the things we were doing, which include fishing, hiking, and lasting. And lastly, lastly, the campfire stories late into the night. During most of the activities, I bonded more with Ellie. It got to the point where I asked her out to dinner once we left and got back to the city. I had this sort of sense of peace that made the echoes feel like just stories and at that point. On our fifth day, early in the morning, I laid in my tent and heard some footsteps close to my tent, slow and with light ease trying not to be heard. So I opened my tent window and I saw it there in Tom's tent standing over him. As I'm about to yell, another head comes into view and looks into my tent. I catch, I catch the view of it. The face was smooth and was black with no, with blank with no features. I hurry, I hurry and zip up my tent when the, 
Echo starts screaming, but it has no face. A voice then comes out, and for some reason it's me screaming, and this wakes up everyone. As they race out of their tents, I use my hands to cover my ears because of that sound. That sound, that sound of goddamn pain that I've never heard before. I, I came to when Ellie was in my tent saying, Eric, what's happening? Are you okay? Over and over again, to which I calm myself down and tell them all that, tell them that I just had a bad dream that felt real and that I was sorry about it. We all went to bed, but Ellie decided to stay with me in my tent. <clears throat> the next morning, we woke up to screaming from Kelly, who was saying, He's gone! That bastard just left us! Ellie and I got out of our tent and see what was getting Kelly mad. When we see the only thing that... The only thing that we see... Oh, damn, I lost my spot. <laughs> when we see Tom's tent gone, like he just packed up and left in the middle of the night. And left no traces that the only thing we saw was the outline of his tent where it used to sit. I took this as a sign that Tom talked I took this as a song I took this as the sign that Tom talked about when of how we would find out the ritual didn't work. I decided to to tell the others of what Tom and I did and all about the echoes when Kelly stands up and says, Yeah, right. I'm leaving right now, alone or with someone else. I stand and say, You'll die if you go by yourself. Kelly doesn't react to my warning, but instead takes her tent down. We all tried. We all really. We all tried really hard. I can't express this more clearly. We tried to stop her from leaving, but she did. The three of us, Elliot and Elliot, Elliot, all came together to make a plan to try make, to make it back to our cars, which was 17 miles from us. We decided to leave some stuff that we could replace behind. So our journey began at 12. We had a long journey ahead of us. Elliot led the way, followed followed by Ellie, then me. At first, we jogged, then slowed back down because we knew we would tire ourselves out. It's 8, and the sun is starting to set, and for some reason, the echoes have been keeping their distance. But every time I see them, they're pretty far from us. The next hour is spent with us trying to run and then going back to jogging, but we realize that we have to go into the night because we're still 6 miles away. It's 10 o'clock right now. And the forest has all of a sudden come to life. At first we hear yelling and screaming in the distance, but now they're getting, they're starting to get closer every minute. But I keep telling both Ellie and Elliot to ignore it because those cries are not real. It's 11 right now, and throughout the night, it's 11 right now, and throughout the night, throughout the run in the night, somehow Elliot manages to break his ankle. So me and Ellie have to carry, carry him out now. We're still, we still have 2.5 miles to go. I just hope to make it out of here so Ellie and Elliot can be safe. 11.30. It's when everything hits the fan. Well, we stopped because Elliot had to pee and his ankle really hurt. We stopped for a short break. Just listen to me. We have been on our feet for almost 10 hours, so this stop helped us, and now the scream stopped. We waited for it to continue, but it didn't. At this point, the forest was at its calmest it had ever been that night, until a loud cry ripped through the night. It sounded like Kelly. At this point, we were, at this point, we were all tired, and Ellie, with no thought, jumped up and yelled for Kelly. She just stood up and started running into the direction, the direction of where the sound, the scream came from. Before I could stop her, she was gone. She had gone into the darkness of the forest. I looked around and heard something that I'll never forget. Her screaming and her yelling for help. I wanted to run toward it, 
but I didn't want to leave Elliot behind so I listened till the screaming stopped. I picked up Elliot and tried to go in that direction. We came up to a tree that we hid behind. On the other side we could hear Ellie whispering to someone else. She was whispering, it's okay, over and over again till finally she said, I just want to go home, and then silence. I peeked around the tree and saw Kelly with something in her hand standing over Ellie, whose eyes were all black instead of her beautiful blue. That's when I saw it. That's that's when that's what I saw. The next thing I saw was truly horrifying. Kelly's body started started to turn in on itself. While this was happening, she was laughing. Her body made weird movements. Head and neck dropped to the ground while her legs stretched up and became the head of something. Her head and neck split and became legs. Just like that, she was in the form of Ellie, who then started to cry out, saying, Eric, I'm over here. Please, I found Kelly. She needs help. The echo that, that now was Ellie grew four legs and began to run around to try and find me and Elliot. I hid behind the tree as me and Elliot heard yelling for us, and she kept running around the forest to try and find us. I tried to let her go by just picking up Elliot and continuing toward safety, but my feelings got the best of me. And I walked toward her lifeless body and looked into her eyes, which were now black. I sat there with her in my lap, picturing the date we were supposed to go on. That's when I heard a stick behind me break and heard the echo using Ellie's voice saying, Just join me, Eric. We can be together. And then before she finished her sentence, her voice changed to the real voice of the echo, which sounded like something unearthly. I stood up with my back turned away and was going to run for it at the hope that it would chase me and leave Elliot. But it was way too fast and grabbed my shoulder and twisted me around to look into its face. That's when Ellie's face changed into white, into the white black face. As I stared at this black face, a hole began to open. It almost felt like I was being sucked into it until nothing. I was in a black space of nothing list until I saw the mountain and the trees all on fire. With so, so much screaming of children and women, then a huge group of people on, on fire came out of the forest. They were all on fire. And with features of their bodies mangled and torn off, they didn't. that didn't scare me. The thing that did scare me was the thing that was chasing them. It looked like a man on a horse, but the horse was some kind of monster that looked lion mixed with a snake. The The rider was wearing a cowboy hat and had held a whip. On the other hand, he on the other hand he had a gun. More more of the same riders began to run out of the forest, saying, "You savages never deserve this land." I started to run with the group when the riders whipped my back, and I felt it burn. I felt the burn of the whip. I, I, I can see him come up to me and raise the gun and say, Goodbye, you filth. But before the gun goes off, I come back to and see that the echo somehow let go of me and the trance stops. My eyes adjust to the darkness of the forest and I see Elliot hitting the echo with the tree branch, keeping the one at bay. But he doesn't see the other behind which stabs him in the chest and grabs him by both shoulders and twists him around so he could look into its face. Elliot is in so much pain but is able to get three words out. Run, Eric, run! I get to my feet with my head on fire from what I just saw and realize Elliot is going to die. So I take his advice and run. As he looks as he looks into the Echo's blank face, the Echo then turns into Elliot's face and somehow the back of the Echo's head becomes Elliot's face and says, Yes, Eric, you better run. 
I'm running, and in the background, I can hear the echo rip Elliot apart vertically. I can hear, I can still hear the bones snapping and flesh being peeled apart. I keep running. I keep running now. I stop the once in a while because I, they they keep getting close. But other than that, I'm about 0.3 miles from my car when I realize my car keys are still in my pocket. It's 2.30 a.m. I'm still trying to decide on what to do because one of those things is guarding the bush where my car used to be. So I, I make the decision to throw a branch into the opposite direction of where I am. And both echoes go that way. I go into the bush. I'm about halfway through when a, gra a hand grabs my arm. And I can hear Ellie behind me saying, don't leave. With some sobbing, with some sobbing the last thing I hear from is, please, right before I get loose from the grip, I fall hard on the ground. I'm trying to catch my breath when I realize my car is gone. And so is the trail picture and everything. I start to walk down the road when I see lights heading my way, and it stops a few yards in front of me. The driver rolls down his window and yells, Hey kid, you need a ride? I jump up and yell, Yes. I get to his truck where he gives me his coat because I look cold. I just want to go home, but I have to get my story straight so the cops don't think I killed them all. All I can think about is what just happened when the driver asks, asks me a question. Hey dude, you shouldn't really, you shouldn't be out here. By yourself, I keep staring at the road and sarcastically say, Really? The driver continues, Something happened in these woods a long time ago. Maybe like 25 years ago? Police found three bodies. All had black, blacked out eyes. One was torn in half. Maybe it was aliens or something, but the natives came up and did something about it. You know, you know what? I should stop talking about it. I can't believe what he said. It can't be 25 years. It was just a few hours ago. We get to town and I call my mom's phone, but instead my sister picks up. A sense of relief went over my body, my over my body when I say, over my body. I say, "Hey, Casey, where's Ma?" The other side, the other side is quiet until she says, "Who is this?" I can't believe what I am hearing, so I say, "That's funny, Case. It's your favorite brother, Eric. Come on, don't you remember me?" She again is quiet, then comes back saying, "Please don't call again, please." She hangs up the phone. That night, I went to sleep in a, in a hotel. The next day, I figured out that somehow, I'm 25 years into the future and that I don't exist. It's been two years since this happened. I have been able to get my life back. First, I was able to get my high school diploma and graduate from, high, from college. Now, I'm married and we are expecting a kid. Even with all the joy and happiness, there is one thing that still haunts me. There are cries of pain, and all I had to do was keep my eyes closed. I'm sorry, Tom, Kelly, and Elliot, and most importantly, Ellie. I keep trying to remember the good times of that horrible cramp camping trip, but the only thing that keeps popping into my head is the echoes of their cries. Damn, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good story. I like it. It's pretty long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Actually, wait up. Let me do it with double because it deserves double. Damn good story. So, thanks for my long mm -hmm. story. I think I started at... It was 26 minutes long. Really? I, uh, my story was only two minutes. <laughs> well. Pretty good, though. It's pretty good. I like it.
I'll try to shorten the next one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and folks, for the um, this whole week, this whole month, we'll be doing this our yeah. own stories. But next, the next one, I'll make sure to make it shorter. <laughs> I'll try to make mine's a bit longer this time. Just a little bit, a tad bit shorter. Tad, a tad, tad, Todd, Todd. Oh, shut the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, after the heaviness of both stories, yep. Let's lighten the air with some jokes. Don't we finish with that? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. We should do various vibes first. Yeah, and let's then... do various vibes. For my, ver- do you want me to go first or you go first? Uh, you go first. Okay, for my various vibes, is repeats meaning I kept repeating these songs over and over again mm-hmm. for the past week. First one is Mac Miller, or the first one is Rush Hour by Mac Miller. Second is Perfume by Del Water Gap. The third one is The Weekend by Sia and Calvin Harris. And the one is a remix. It's called the Funk Wave Remix. Nice, nice. Uh, my various vibes is random. Because I randomized, and these are the three songs that came up. Uh, Ecstasy of Gold by Iano Mor- Morricano. Morricane. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but the guy who made the soundtrack for the Dollars trilogy. I see. Clint I see. Eastwood. Yeah. The next one is Night Lights by Jerry Mulligan. Mm-hmm. Pretty nice song. And Disco Inferno by The Tramps. Noise. 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 So, yeah. That's mine. It's just random. Noise. And uh, I'll bring us into jokes, okay? Go ahead. To lighten the mood. Yep, to lighten the air. On this very dark podcast, cause, but hey, hey, it, it's Halloween. It's spooky season. It's spooky month. Spooky, spooky tober. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, one day, <clears throat> Jesus and Satan are having an argument on who can use the computer better. I've heard this one. Oh, really? Yeah. Go ahead, keep going. Never mind then. Keep going. Keep uh, going. I don't think anyone else would. So they had a competition involving various things. They had to send emails, create spreadsheets charts and graphs and on the last leg of their race they have to pronounce all the work that they did and right before satan's about to hit print because he's quicker than jesus the computer screens go black and after shortly after the computer screens turn back on and satan's looking through all the stuff he did and it's gone and he looks over at Jesus' computer and he's starting to print out the all the work that he did. And Satan looks to God and he says, But come on, man, that isn't fair. He, he probably cheated, he probably cheated. And finding all these excuses and God says, No, Jesus didn't cheat at all. It was actually quite fair. But he did one thing that you don't. And Satan says, What's that? God says, Well, Jesus saves. I've heard that one. <laughs> I know. I'm surprised you didn't think I would have heard that. I know. (laughs) Darn it, I I lost my thing. Want me to go now? Yeah. Okay. Why can't ants get sick? Why? Because they have little antibodies. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Why is it cheaper to have a party in a haunted house? Why? Because the ghosts will bring booze. That's a real knee slap for that one. Yep. (laughs) The past, the present, and the future walk into a bar. Okay, and? It was tense. <laughs> <laughs> I can see your face. Oh my god. Um, 
The police said I go to jail for forgery, so I slit them a $35 bill. <laughs> How does a pineapple answer the phone? How? Yellow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Charlie. Uh, uh, that's not even that funny. Uh, uh, Matt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Thanks for listening. That's good. Yep. Thanks for listening to this to the spooky, spooky edition of the Wonders podcast. podcast. And um, follow us on Instagram, the Wonders Podcast Six. Um, this is our second episode of the week. Should we tell them what our about? Oh yeah. Huh? Should we? Yeah. Okay. This is this is development, people. We like games. All right. Me and Ryan like games. Mm-hmm. And I we're we're part we're, we're assuming. You like games. <laughs> yes. And this is a project, passion project, another passion project. Yes. And it's going to be, um, me and Ryan are going to try streaming. Yes. Our Minecraft sessions on YouTube. Yep. On YouTube. Uh, we're still trying to figure out the kinks to what YouTube channel, what YouTube channel will be. Yep. Um, yeah. So if you're down to watch us play Minecraft in our, like, just our... Yeah. Random conversations. Or Halo. Or Halo. Mm-hmm. Or any other game, really. Yeah. Cuphead. Cuphead. Mm-hmm. Just want to hear us rage. Just <laughs> get mad or uh-huh. something. Then, yeah, tune in whenever we're playing Cuphead, Minecraft, Halo, Call of Duty, Survival Mode, Zombies. Yep, Zombies. For just random conversations me and Ryan have. Yep. <laughs> I, I just remembered some of the stupid stuff we yeah. said. So... Come join us. We're still trying to work on the, the video, on the... Name and stuff. Name and stuff, but we'll let you know when we go live for our first stream, which probably will be a Minecraft session. Yeah. So, just be on the lookout for that. And, um, from Ryan... Enjoy the spooky month, people. And from me, thanks for listening. Goodbye. <clears throat> Goodbye. Bye.